Um, <laughs> latency is great. Cat <laughs> did not like it. <laughs> no. No, Ginger did not like that. But it's okay, she'll go back to sleep in a couple. Yep, there she goes. No, she's already, <laughs> yeah, already asleep. Not a cat All in the world. Alright. Well, we're we're back. We're back. Yeah. We, we, did we go anywhere in, in no. the last week? Or, we just Hell marinated. No. Just, going, that's, just going to work and back. That's my life at this point, is just mm-hmm. waiting for uh, for another episode of Never Seen Any of This, which is what we're doing right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's week. this is. Yeah. Uh, my name is Andy. I'm Sammy. I'm TJ. And I'm Raymond. The Caboose. I'm the Caboose. <laughs> Oh, that's no. <laughs> I don't want that. Raymond, Raymond the caboose, Helton. Oh the shit, that's my nickname is now. The message. Yeah, that's it. Raymond. Raymond is our rock. He's our support. He's our base. And I smell what you're cooking. Dump truck. Booter. God that, damn it. That badunk dunk so. booter. And you, boys. Even doing that to help your cash flow in these trying times. You know, a little, a little. I mean, do you need some advice? I mean, I can help. Oh, of selling with, uh... like butt picks? Yeah. Ooh, butt picks. Well, you know, of uh, I don't know if you could find a group of men such as ourselves who have mm-hmm. the smallest amount of ass possible between the four Hank, of us. Yeah, Hank Hill, <laughs> Hank Hill butts. Yeah. None yeah, of us have butt. So there is. You know. a, I mean, there's somebody out there likes that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I have. I have uh, yet to find anyone who does. So. <laughs> We're still we looking. Have to, we haven't gotten to the, the like the deeper depths of the internet where the anglerfish dwell, mm. where where that would be a thing. It's <laughs> yeah. like put on a samurai diaper and. <laughs> We're and then, getting, uh, I did not. Yeah, like we'll that. find it. <laughs> <laughs> Another There's couple weeks of this, fish. it'll get there. <laughs> oh my god! It was uh, it was uh, May the fourth last Friday. Did, uh, did you boys celebrate with any uh last friday it was monday are you okay oh god <laughs> Boy, <things> don't exist <laughs> it was literally he can see all the time right now it's really difficult to kind of pinpoint specific yeah. dates i'm like yeah, okay. dr manhattan i see time all at once yes. everything is occurring to me to uh, answer time. your question say, no yeah, i did not it's a ribbon not a ruler i really thought about it and then um, I was uh, listening to a, um, an audiobook that Mark Hamill was uh, oh, voicing. Fine. And I was like, all right, I'll count it. And then uh-huh. Kenzie was like, why aren't you watching a Star Wars movie? I was like, ah, I'd rather put on some community. And I was like, I bet you there will be a Star Wars reference in uh-huh. community. And literally the first episode I watched, there was a Force reference. <laughs> and then the like third episode I watched was the zombie Halloween one where uh, oh, very good. the very good. Troy says I love you and Abed says I know and I was I like know. that's it <laughs> that's go. good enough that's that's, I style. did it and then the next I literally May the 5th uh, Revenge of the 5th I bought the Jedi Fallen Order game for cheap and why would it be the 5th and not the 6th I don't know everyone says Revenge of the 5th because you have to have it right right after already a holiday there's already a very (laughs) predominantly present holiday i thought that's what you you did because fucking cinco de cuatro (laughs) the sith is already there so you could do cinco de mayo in between two star wars themed days i don't see why you wouldn't do that man the line for taco time was insane on tuesday (laughs) i wasn't going to taco time but i drove by it 
And then we drove by Casadero, and it was like a crowd of people waiting for Casadero. I was like, good lord. Pack we could uh, Just do we it could at home. Call, right? We could call May it's 5th. N- it's not hard. Right, yeah. We had tacos that night. Tacos <laughs> are very that hard. easy to make. <laughs> for white, white people tacos? Not a big barrier. No. Yeah. No. They didn't know. Some we were, Kenzie and I were like, they don't know what spices are, so. <laughs> I played the, about six hours of Latin music at work, so that was fun. Cool. After like the first 20 minutes, someone was like, are you listening to Spanish? And I was like, it's Cinco de Mayo. And they're like, oh shit, it is. I'm like, glad yeah. we all celebrated Cinco de Mayo more than we celebrated May the 4th. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to celebrate a Star Wars. Yeah. I've seen them. <laughs> Yeah. Star Wars. I didn't, I, I didn't, watch, I didn't watch any I didn't either. Give a so. I was thinking that my next pick might be Solo because TJ, you still haven't seen Solo, right? I've not. That'd be a good excuse because my girlfriend hasn't either. <laughs> and I, I want it. That's the only one that I've only seen All once. Right. So. Oh shit! That's I've also only right seen there. it once. Yeah, me so too. Maybe that'll be my when next pick for TJ to put TJ through. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> put, it th- put him through those robots' rights. <laughs> my my oh, stepdad. Shit. My stepdad hated that movie. Pretty, ob- pretty obliquely. Eh, it's got and, its moments. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Just, I'm just, it, it's just Donald Glover. That'll mm-hmm. be, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's my little yeah. light at the end of the tunnel there for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't You haven't but, seen yeah. it, don't you? Reserve your judgment. Yeah. No, yeah. And, uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm not. I'm not hating it. I'm not hating <laughs> it. I it's got some good parts. I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy, Raymond. <laughs> you are a good boy. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard anything patently so false. <laughs> if Raymond's the caboose, TJ's the bad boy. We all know that. <laughs> we all what? fill a, a boy band role here. Yes. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Who knows all the choreography? <laughs> <laughs> Me, because I know all the choreography to cats. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you doing that skimble shanks at home? <laughs> well. I wish I could tap dance as fucking beautifully as Skimble. Yeah, yeah that's your dream. Bust it wide open with some tap shoes? I can't do that. Jesus fucking Christ. What fucking, what fucking movie did we watch, please? Wait, oh. I can't get over every time you bring up that scene, you say bust wide open. Every yeah. single time you bring up that mind. scene. You're gonna, I'm trying you're gonna to w- pro- provide some negative reactions to try and put some soap in his fucking mouth about Always it. Always busting wide open, apparently. You're going to watch that scene and tell me there's any way to describe it other than him busting it wide open? Okay. Uh. All right. Anyway, we continued our our Netflix film festival this yeah. week. Jesus, yeah. Mary and Joseph. And uh, it was it was my pick. And so I was scrolling through on Netflix trying to find something. And there was a couple things that I hadn't seen. And there was a couple things that I had not seen in a while. And I came across uh, Steven Spielberg's The Adventures of Tintin, which I remember really, really liking. And mm-hmm. I was like, I have not watched this in several years. I wonder if anybody had not seen it. And uh, TJ had not seen it. Nope. So, so I've only seen it once. On brand. brand. And that's all you need is just one. Yeah. (laughs) So that was that was a bingo. And uh, (laughs) while rewatching this movie, I remembered that I don't like this movie. I love this movie. It's so good. It's it's a great time. Um, It made me sad uh, in the last about twenty minutes because then I I uh, just skip it to the end a little bit. Uh, I was like, oh, there's a setup for another movie, and yeah. instead we got The Hobbit, and then we got The Hobbit Part 2, and then we got The Hobbit Part 3. <laughs> That's now, what we got. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did a little digging on that, because uh, I would 
I would sell a left nut for a, a Tintin sequel at this point. It's been nine years. <laughs> they are they have greenlit two and as of two more sequels. And as of right now, Peter Jackson says he says, Yes, I will make them. I don't when, know if I believe him. When was that story? Because like, I think at this last, point within the last year. Oh. He's done with his documentary uh thing now where he's like he's been he's working on it get that, that looks great i still haven't seen that yeah, yeah. that looks right up my alley. how long how long did it how long did it take to make this one tintin yeah i mean uh, I, usually animated movies like a minimum of three years yeah i think it took about three years um i remember seeing this movie in, when it came out in 2014 and being like Oh wow, this movie's really, really good. This movie's going to make a shit ton of money because it was like Christmas, very feel good Spielberg. It was like the only, or what I thought was the only like big family fun uh, adventure movie for that season, and uh, this movie bombed really hard. I was gonna say I feel like it, it's not for American audiences because we don't really know Tintin that well. Mm-hmm. So did it do and, well elsewhere? Yeah, it did gangbusters everywhere yeah. else. That's where why Tintin they still... is the most popular right. everywhere else, yeah. yeah. And... It's it swept in fucking Belgium, I tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they make and, note and of actually, that. actually, <laughs> I think that's why they said they're still, like, they would still consider doing sequels because mm-hmm. it did so well everywhere else. They it, they actually renamed it in America because they didn't think anybody was going to like the long title of the Secret of the Unicorn, so they were like, "We'll just call it fucking The Adventures of Tintin." Here, no one. I do no remember that it was there. yeah, it was called that because yeah, that's one title. of the yeah. that's one of the actual books too, right? It's based off mm-hmm. one of his books. Yeah, okay. and Spielberg is a mega fan of Tintin, and you can mm-hmm. tell <laughs> because like uh, Sammy, you and I are a little bit familiar with Tintin. Yeah, uh, of our, our three years of Francais. Yeah, our Francais <laughs> class, uh, including a lot of Tintin. So we uh, read a couple stilo, of books. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but so we we were aware of Tintin, but I'm not sure I was aware. You guys watched it in French, right? Without subtitles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, was that a test that you had to do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, right now, today, I watched. I didn't, it. Oh, I didn't put forth the same effort that I did for Crouching Tiger that I did for this. I would oh, uh, that okay. I did not learn French for this particular film. Oh, okay. Well, I already uh, know it. You know, but I, years, so. I'm still trying to get rid of my. <laughs> did you turn it on to Mandarin and watch? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just watched it that well, way. Well, I mean, because it's still rolling around in there, it's right. still fresh. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The the yeah. Mandarin accents were laughable, but we couldn't tell. <laughs> well, no, I mean, because Andy Serkis went back and, and did, did the he Mandarin did the track. And yeah. so. I trust that he could do a killer Mandarin accent. Yeah, well, no, he doesn't do a Mandarin accent. He does a Scottish accent. <laughs> and main in, Mandarin. Mandarin. in Mandarin. <laughs> in Mandarin. It's quite a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I would say uh, uh, the first 15 minutes of this movie, I was like, I, I'm a little worried. And that's my, immediately what was going through my head was like, they just throw you into this Tintin universe yeah, just expecting that you know everything about Tintin. And I was like, American audiences aren't going to know anything about Tintin. Yeah. They just, like, introduce those two cops, like, you should know who these are. And everybody knows Tintin. I was like, yeah. but people yeah, didn't. good old Thompson and Thompson, of course. Yeah, you know who they yeah. are. And I was like, uh-oh. I think, I think it does an okay job of, like, giving you the gist of right. what kind so. of characters As someone who's is, never but... read a book of Tintin. It yeah. did, I think it does okay. And that cheeky, like, but, oh, it looks just like you, and it's a yeah. picture of him from the comic. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, and that that 
character is uh, looks like Hergé, the uh, creator cool. of Tintin. Uh-huh. Nice. That's that's what he looked like. And so, actually, so interesting story. Spielberg in the seventies comes out with Close Encounters, Jaws, and Raiders. And uh, after he does Raiders, Hergé says in like a newspaper article. Spielberg is the only person I will allow to make a Tintin movie, ever. Yeah. So, so... Yeah. Well, because I, I, I immediately was like, because all I could think of, remember, was that Peter Jackson was attached to this. So then when I looked at the director, I was like, oh, Steven Spielberg, wait a second. Yeah. So Spielberg in the 70s is, or in the 80s, he goes, oh shit, uh, I need to look at this Tintin. So he reads up on Tintin, becomes a big fan, goes to meet Hergé, and the day Spielberg flies to go meet him is the day that he passes away. Yeah. Wha- so then well. Spielberg Spielberg doesn't get to meet him and go Did over Did Spielberg and get kill him? Bl- no. Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I think we need to dig deeper. But then still out. <laughs> his, so then Hergé's wife has said he really, really wanted Spielberg to do it. So, like, he can have my blessing. Spielberg gets the rights in the 80s and wants to make it after, like, Temple of Doom. Like, and, but and, make it like a live action? Yes, he yeah. always wanted to do live action, mm-hmm. even up until this one. He wanted yeah. to do this live action, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only piece of casting that we know about it is that he really, really, really wanted Jack Nicholson to be Haddock. Yeah. Wow. All right. That, that plays. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, so Spielberg, everybody goes, no, you can't make a Tintin movie. What the fuck is a Tintin? Right. We were Warner Brothers in the 80s. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and so then, for years, he tries to make it. He finally decides in, like, the late two, like 2009 or so, he's like, oh, I want to make it again. But he knows he wh- what he wants to do with Snowy, he can't do with a real dog. But he had seen Lord of the Does Rings. Does he want to fuck Snowy? <laughs> Probably. Well, that one guy in the bunk, he was doing animal husbandry. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah, right. that real slick fucking joke in that kid's movie. Good <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. Oh, we'll get into that. Kid's Good. movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Kid's movie that's... Ba- the core is about alcohol. Oh, you slowed down. <laughs> you, wow. Oh, what the- Uh-oh, Andy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Andy, Andy kind of broke with time. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> he didn't feel so good, Mister. But, <laughs> but so uh, Spielberg wants to do it. He wants to have. He wants to do it live action and have a CGI Snowy. So he mm. had seen Lord of the Rings. He goes These and Scooby Doo. Pull it off. Yeah. 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 Just get Andy Circus to play Snowy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Andy Serkis thought that's what he was going to do when they when they called him. Oh my gosh. Him. He was like, well, Peter Jackson only has me play fucking animals, so he thought he was going to be CGI Snowy, the motion capture for Snow. Oh, that was so good. He comes but in so all train. He spent like hours and like weeks training to be Snowy. <laughs> like he has it down. <laughs> so Spielberg writes this email to Weta and is like, look, I want to make Tintin. Can you guys make me a realistic CGI snowy that could exist in a live action movie. And fucking Peter Jackson swings by the office and they're like, oh, we just got an email from Steven. Take a look at this. Steven. Uh, Peter Jackson is a massive Tintin fan and goes, no fucking way. So Peter Jackson, (laughs) and you can watch this clip on YouTube. It's out there. 
Uh, Peter Jackson puts together a fully produced Captain Haddock outfit and films himself doing a Haddock impression for Steven Spielberg, pitching to him with a CGI snowy, but that you should also make the whole movie motion capture, and here's why. And Spielberg goes, yeah, I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so that's why we have the movie we do. Wow. Jesus fucking Christ. And I was... It's, it's, and before we what a bunch uh, of fucking nerds, yeah, yes, right. <laughs> the biggest nerds. Before uh, we started, I was just watching behind the scenes, and just the extent they went for the motion capture, like making the cars, and like there's one point where Tintin takes off a jacket, and he like literally has like a fake little jacket that he takes off, and like mm-hmm. they're actually rocking the boat that they're on while they're doing it. Like, just they made everything for the motion capture. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only that, Spielberg hires uh, Joe Cornish and Edgar Wright to write the script. Right. So, I mean, that's a dream team right there. Yeah, and everyone. Did Moffat have a credit? Yeah, it's the three of them. Yeah. Looking at the cast and every, who was involved, I was like, this is a match made in uh, Tintin. He uses John <laughs> Williams, which this is a good John Williams It's a score. great score. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like his normal stoic stuff. Eh. Yeah. Eh. I mean, okay, sure. Sometimes I'll give it's you that. Different, it's different. It's different. Not the stoic like stuff. He... It was like the more like Arabian Nights, Arabian right. Dreams. The man has you know, a like, yeah, the man like, has right. a wheelhouse. <laughs> yep, yeah. there it is. It's this, I hear this in Temple of Doom. I hear uh, this in Last Crusade. <laughs> Every time they go to a place hot and sandy or hot and humid, <laughs> then we're gonna be we're gonna be hearing hearing the same <laughs> little sting no, here. Uh, <laughs> He, he also brings in uh, Janusz Kaminski, his longtime cinematographer. So that's why the, like, I think the cinematography in this movie is really, really cool. All those yeah. transitions. when they're I was going to talk about the transitions. Transitions are insane. Yeah. And then all, like, the reflections, too. The, like, how everything, like, every time there was a reflection, you could see it. And it, it like, added to the scene or, like, it's moved beautiful. onto the part of yeah. the scene. Like, it was, the one that, uh, the transitions that were, like, blew me away were, when they were rowing, and then all of a sudden they're in that puddle, puddle. that yes. they get stepped on, mm-hmm. and, and then the when they, one. yeah, they shake their hands, and then it becomes the sand dunes. That those two were insane. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. It, he's he's got a he's got a dream team going mm-hmm. here. How can how could this movie fail? Because it was Tintin. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they they did not promote it very well. No, uh, the trailers were very like like fart jokes thompson and thompson being goofs like they did not mm. promote it like this is a steven spielberg of like adventure adventure film right i think it's the most spielberg-esque movie since like probably jurassic park sure like, I feel, okay. this feels yeah, I so spielberg because after that he goes and does like his kind of serious spielberg right phase, you know he does schindler's list he does saving private ryan he does you know all those and this Bridges really spies. yeah and like ready player one was supposed to be like his big return to blockbuster filmmaking but like this uh, feels way more spielberg like to that. me than that yeah. did and it came out you know, five years before also, this is this from movie... 2011, so yeah, it's... Uh... Oh, 2011, yeah, not yes. 2014. Wow. It's even older. Yeah. <laughs> this... Also, he released two movies in the same weekend. This came out the same day as War Horse, and that was the one that... The one Paramount... Best Picture? No, no. It didn't win Best Picture. <laughs> no, thankfully. But it was nominated, <laughs> no. wasn't it? 
Yes, because Paramount was like, we're putting all of our money behind Warhorse because that's the one that's going to win us Oscars. And it got nominated, right. but uh-huh. that movie's not that good. I was going to say, has anyone seen that movie? I've not seen I, that movie. I remember watching it once. Oh. It's a magical me... horse that people can relate to. Yeah. Give me the Ooh, choice between these two. I'm going to watch Tintin every single day. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what, what, what did you guys... What did you think of Tintin? Tom Tom. Tim Tam. Tim Tam? Tiptoe. Timely Tomlin. <laughs> like I said, I would say the first 15 minutes, I wasn't sure if I was going to get into it. Because mm-hmm. I ended up liking the like how real it looked, but also cartoony. Mm-hmm. And I think when I finally like was on board was when Andy Serkis' character shows up, Haddock shows yeah, up. Haddock. That's when I was finally like, all right, I'm on board. <laughs> like, Because I think that's when it goes like more into the cartoony rather than the realistic. I feel like up to that, it was more of like trying to like look as real as possible. But then I feel like when he shows up, he's a lot more of a cartoony character. It's and more it fantastical. Gets, yeah, yeah, it gets more mm-hmm. like when he burps into the gas tank to that's get them so to get farther. Like that's where I was like, okay, yeah, this is great. Like this is wild, wild and fun adventure kind of a thing. And that's when well, I was really having a good time. And the the fact that with it being animation kind of lets it be Spielberg Unchained. Because uh-huh. he, he could do those that one shot the tracking sub, the shots. Subtitle. <laughs> Spielberg Unchained. <laughs> he's back and he's ready to fucking kill. <laughs> Coincidentally, this and Yeezus came out in the same year, so. Oh, shit. Spielberg could have been inspired. He could have been. Sure, I am a, I am a god. <laughs> but he could do those. Tintin. <laughs> He could do those like one one shots that you can't you can't like when the the file falls out of the ship and rolls under the the desk like you'd have to build an entire set to be able to uh-huh. get that shot and he's like no I can do whatever I want the I think the motorcycle chase is like a top five Spielberg action sequences of all time yeah it's a cool one shot yeah. it's it's awesome that scene is so cool I was yeah. I was reading that. Uh when Spielberg was playing around with the virtual camera, he loved it so much that he was doing, he does a lot of the camera operation Mm -hmm. himself, which even lends it to like that creative focus, Mm -hmm. which it just seems more like it's so inventive. So many different ways they use the camera in an animated movie when you can literally do anything you want. And so many animated movies never take advantage of it in a way that's any good. And this is like the perfect execution of that. And nobody talks about it. No. <laughs> but goddamn it, we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing this um, later. I saw it at our second run theater, the Garland, uh, with some friends who had also taken French class at the same mm, high school. Oui, but I oui. had not. So I had seen, I think, a couple trailers for it. And because of that, I had been interested. But it came and went in theaters, and I never thought anything else about it. But then... I got invited to go see it at the at the Garland, and I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe I missed this the first time." There's so much. I mean, Daniel Craig's a villain. You've got mm-hmm. Andy Serkis. You've got Spielberg and Peter Jackson working together. It's beautiful. You know, it's it's crazy. And it was supposed to be the first of a trilogy, so it's like, "Holy shit! I'm on board." Yeah. It's great. This whole movie is so it's so much fun, and that's such a it's a relief that they got. I've never read uh, a Tintin comic. I've never seen one in person, but it's it's a relief to me that like you can watch it without knowing any of that and still get enough that it's an enjoyable, mm-hmm. fun watch. Yeah. It kind of sucks that the rest of the American public, I guess, didn't agree. 
Mm. But yeah, it's. I mean, Thompson and Thompson's a lot of fun. That's. I mean, immediately it's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and so yeah. they're just doing <laughs> their their best uh, British Bobby impression. Mm-hmm. The every every bit, like it's just like every character feels like they're part of the world. Uh, in some way, or another, the pickpocket is really fun. Uh, the fucking Daniel Craig gets to be the most cartoonishly evil villain, and it's perfect because he's in a cartoon. <laughs> he's yeah. such a good villain. Daniel Craig uh-huh. should play a villain more often. I, w- I did notice that, was this shown in 3D? Because there were a yes. couple yeah. shots where I yeah. was like, yeah. this is doing the whole, whoa, with his, the, like, the, staff. The pirate like, fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of it was like, oh, this is 3D. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is two years. Yes. Mass, they're Avatar, tied together, so. they're coming right at you. <laughs> this is during the height of the 3D craze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glad, glad we outgrew that collectively as a yeah. society. I mean, animation's the perfect place for it. Yeah. 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 I also I'll, I'll take that over to post another reason. Yeah. Another reason this movie didn't do very good was because it came out the same weekend as um Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. God, Oof. rest in peace. Oof. Which yeah, did really well and had a um it was the it had a week where it only played in IMAX, so you could only go see Mission Impossible in IMAX. So uh-huh. Tintin was supposed to be in IMAX, but you couldn't see it until like three weeks after it had come out because Mission Impossible had a stranglehold on all those theaters. Because Tom okay. Cruise used their, his mind powers on them. And <laughs> he uses witchcraft. And them distributors, and, and they couldn't yeah. help. That's the one where he climbs that building, though, right? Yes. That's Ghost Protocol? Sure. Oh, sure. I mean, that's so the good. movie to see in IMAX. It's so. so good. That, him climbing that building is so good. It's the one good. where he swallows 80 feet of rope, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't fucking know. He does yeah. dumb no, shit No, no, no. That's the fifth one. <laughs> oh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> this, uh, this movie got snubbed at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Which one? It, what one? Uh, it well, it wasn't even nominated. They refused oh. to even nominate it because of it was motion capture, and they right, that's and not, that doesn't count as, it, for anything. It won the Golden Globe for best animated feature, and then wasn't even uh-huh. nominated at the Oscars. Andy Serkis will get his day. <laughs> yeah. that'll, that'll learn you, Spielberg. <laughs> it was nominated for best score. Well, John he got Williams War Horse, got, <laughs> I think he was nominated twice. I don't know if more, he won either. More horse pictures. More horse. <laughs> That's what he learned. More horse. I need more, more horse. horse. <laughs> more horse too. More horse. More horse. <laughs> oh my god. Green light that one. <laughs> um, Andy Circus is so good in this movie. He's so, so funny. His Scottish accent's really fun. I want, he's such a good, like, comedic actor, and he's mm-hmm. usually, you know, confined to playing King Kong. <laughs> so it's really nice when you get to see him, like, fully, like, be that slapstick comedic actor, because uh-huh. he's, he's really good. He's really good at playing a uh, a drunk sailor. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. When he um, gets sober, and then they're like, we gotta, he's gotta, we gotta figure out what what he needs to remember so he drinks more and then they like try to close the door on him and he just bursts through the door and then it's yeah. the whole like switching back and forth between him like reenacting it and actually happening i love yeah. that that was good <laughs> i like that uh steven spielberg himself is the model for the um the sultan that they go to the uh, i was the gonna say concert. that it looked like it him but like i was him. like i didn't want to say anything and be like is that racist 
No, <laughs> it was. Salad. I believe it was. It was him. He did the motion capture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That that and, scene was insane too. The nightingale. Uh huh. High pitched yeah. singing to break the bulletproof glass. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I I took notes while I was watching, and one of my favorite notes that I wrote in the entire thing was "horny haddock at the concert" because for a oh, moment yeah. there, when she comes out, <laughs> he gets all horned up. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I do uh, I do have a complaint, and this yeah. was towards the beginning too. Air your grievance. Um, Tintin is like twelve, <laughs> and you cannot convince me otherwise. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, I think that's problems. like I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but I think he's he supposed has to be an like apartment. Teenage. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah he's living by himself. The part where I was like, "How old is he?" is when he pulls is out that gun. The gun is the moment where I'm like, "How old is he supposed to be?" Yeah, like, it's like no what? Ten, ten minutes into this movie, they establish like Tintin doesn't fuck around. Like he goes and answers the door, and that guy just gets mowed down by a machine gun, and yeah. Tintin's like ready to fight. Snowy but I was like, like, "Oh, it's still a kids' movie because there was no blood except for when he does the <laughs> fingerprint." Well, and the lady's just like, "Oh, not another one." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess this happens all the time. Yeah. And like the opening, uh, like the opening title sequence mm. shows a lot of scenes That's from fun. other Tintin novels. So I think it's uh-huh. supposed to be, like be implying he's been at this for a while. And I think yeah. it's kind of a running gag in the books that like he's fifteen, but he's had like a lifetime of adventures. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, uh, he probably gets uh, enough money. Oh, no, I guess he would, at the beginning didn't have any money. But, like, he, yeah. some of his things worked out where he gets rich. Like, in this one, he's uh-huh. rich by the end of it. So, mm-hmm. yep. And I like... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, please go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I was no, just no, you go say, ahead. <laughs> no, sir, please, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. No, no, you. No, no, you go. <laughs> I was just going to say that I, I really like the, the James Bondness of when they're uh, when they get in the plane. And he's like, do you know how to fly a plane? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I interviewed a pilot once. And, yeah. and he does. He knows how to fly the plane at that point. It's, <laughs> it's a very it's James Bond thing to be like, yeah, I know how to do it. Because the script says I need to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I also feel like there was a couple moments where I was like, he really just figures it out. He just jumps to like, when he finds oh, the yeah. little metal thing and he's like, that came out of the mast. I was like, yes. how did you know? How did you just oh, jump yeah. to knowing that? The omniscient butler told me. Oh, right, that's, yeah. that's, that's it. You know, and then yeah, when he puts the letters. All I listen to the all-seeing butler who told me about this thing that he was not present for. Yeah. He's the heirloom butler. <laughs> Passed yeah. down to generations. Or he was he was Passed the one down. was the butler the one looking through the bionic or the bionicles. Is that why he knew it fell out? I that's what I assumed, but I guess that could that that might be just me assuming, but I think he he was the butler he knew about the secret because he was yeah. he was the, the butler first family the knows captain. is entrusted with the secret. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I, yeah, I, when he when he has the newspaper and it just knows it spells like Gorbajan or whatever, and he's like, that's a place. And I was like, excuse me? You just <laughs> <Yeah>. know that? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I, yes, I get all that, but I like that the movie asks you to suspend your disbelief so much. And it's like, just go with it. It's fun. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, uh, so, so I had read some of the comics when I was a kid. Uh, uh, one of my, my uncle that lives in Eugene and sent me this sick Eugene t-shirt with oh, yeah. the Slayer <laughs> nice. logo. Me and, me and Raymond are matching with our yeah. little pentagram shirts today. Like a pentagram shirt. Yeah. Oh, Andy, are we, we matching? Baby. No, you're wearing my shirt. Yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> so in a way. But, uh, so I had read, like, Tintin in Tibet and, like, another one. Um, mm-hmm. This is my uncle that, like, later it sent me, like, Van Halen 1 and other sure. very impactful things. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I had familiarity with it, but no, like, deep abiding love for it or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. I had read a bunch of Padding. I was more invested in things like Paddington when those came out, and those oh, movies yeah, yeah, are yeah, yeah. fucking so good. <laughs> and I yeah. wish they were on Netflix right now so I could make us watch. Because I have not, I haven't seen those. Because Kenzie refuses oh, refuses so to watch good. those, and I've heard they're like amazing. And I'm like, they're, they're very good. They are not, very so. good. People think and... that Hugh Grant should have won his Oscar for Paddington too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and. I I enjoy those movies very very much. So it's it's not that I don't enjoy kids movies. Like I'm incapable of that because right. Paddington is like pretty patently a, a fucking kids movie. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even really do like the here's a an adult joke that'll go over a kid's head you about just like get Shirley some Bassett marmalade. or whatever. Yep. It just really endearing, fun, wholesome like Bob yeah. Ross kind of shit. <laughs> and uh but um, this movie, all in all, I enjoyed a lot of like performances. Like I definitely agree with everybody, like talking about Andy Serkis and Daniel Craig mm-hmm. in particular. Like mm-hmm. hearing like Andy Serkis Unchained as as a Scotsman, <laughs> it was like really really fun to just have him like lean into this cartoony performance yeah. you know uh-huh. that's what's fun about like going back and like and the old disney catalog and being like fucking mel gibson's in <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on yeah. you know like and just seeing what celebrities like you might as well have tossed nick nolte's hat in the ring for that what the fuck is happening yeah, you know yeah. and so that's kind of that's really fun to let those guys really just lean into being cartoony mm-hmm. like danny devito in hercules or oh yeah uh, top of the fucking list is robin williams in aladdin yep. yeah. you know like that as That's far as like role. celebrity yeah. clout backing an animated thing and a guy who's already like pretty rubbery in his performance in in general on actual film getting to really embrace the nuance that you can bring to a performance in a vocal booth is mm-hmm. really 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 cool um it it approaches uncanny valley territory with Tintin uh-huh. in particular with mm-hmm. me where like everybody else looks like a cartoon and then he Tintin looks, looks like a real boy yeah. and he, he <laughs> constantly like made it. me think that like I kept having to look up that it's Jamie Bell yeah because mm-hmm. uh constantly like I know who Jamie Bell is I know what he looks like and he's not a the, little boy the but ref- he's a little boy <laughs> the reference makes me look like like the Tintin in the movie to me looks like Taron Edgerton a lot <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so I kept looking at it and be like, it wasn't him, was it? <laughs> well, he looks like the, Jamie the Bell little boy that Man. that played uh, so like Tommond in yeah. Game of Thrones uh-huh. when Tommond was like a little lad. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so like uh, it, it He's overall... a little too shiny. <laughs> well, and and like with the overall layout of the the like the relationship even with like Snowy and, uh-huh. and Tintin, like in the comic, like you see little thought bubbles of like what Snowy's thinking. So like uh-huh. Snowy can like verbalize like in a way, you know, and like so it, I understand that that would be a difficult thing to kind of r- replicate in a way, but like. Uh-huh. At the same time, like, that lends itself to him just kind of, like, thinking out loud to the dog. Uh-huh. And, like, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is, like, hand-holding for children, but I'm just, like, I, I feel like I'm being talked down to. <laughs> which uh-huh. is something that Paddington didn't do to me. Yeah. So, like, when, when it's just, like, oh, 
of course, that's the clue that's linked to this. And I'm like, all right, where the fuck's Dora? I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> like, and that happened like five fucking times. Or also like, you know, where it, it's it's lending to this like Mary Sue-ness where like, and, and it's played for comedy sometimes like in the airplane thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, just good at shit. And, and it, like, <laughs> he's and, been doing and this for a long time. He's this been doing like this Skyfall. for 45 years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's just removed all the thetans from his body. So he's just like a, like an ever living vessel. <laughs> like so like is that there were parts that were just frustrating for me and in, in going like okay i understand that this is set up for a trilogy that never happened yeah and that's there was some context involved for me but i'm just like i don't see an apparent flaw i don't see an arc like uh as far as like getting a peek into like how he operates it was sort of like a lupin-esque kind of thing uh-huh. that i saw that i really mm-hmm. enjoyed I enjoy the tone. I enjoy the performances. I enjoy a lot of the writing, especially for like Thompson and Thompson in particular. Uh-huh. Like, that was a good time. And that particular scene with the pickpocket elicits uh-huh. the same frustration that you get from the comics where there's this wall of text where they are not paying attention to the details in the back and you have to look at the frame to really find out why they're being bumbling. Yeah. You know, like, so I understand that like that, that whole buildup or whatever, but it's just like, all right, so you were shaken down by not one, but two men in, in public <laughs> to get this boat. You get the boat back to your apartment and you go like, I better go to the fucking library. And you uh. like, it's like, oh, 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 it's, oh, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Sticks and rats and darn it and all. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so like... So like he's he's got the intellect to set up like a cannonade of 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 champagne bottles and, and make his escape that way. <laughs> Other Spielbergian things that I think are very very fun, mm-hmm. and and w- I'm like also in Sammy's camp where once Haddock gets introduced, I'm like okay, I'm strapped in now uh-huh. for the rest yeah. of this at least to watch this performance. Uh-huh. But up until that point, I was just like, oh, what's the what's the message? Like what, and really, uh, if you look at it in more of like a Mad Max kind of way, where it's like, Max is not the person you are supposed to really give a shit about. It's Furiosa. Mm -hmm. And if you take that approach where you go like, okay, Haddock is the person with the arc. Snowy is the person. Oh, sorry. I thought it was, we were all going to say Snowy. Snowy who learns to (laughs) We were all going to say that on three. Snowy was the main character in this. Let's be fair. Yes. And (laughs) Snowy gets over his cocaine addiction. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jesus. That's why I call him Snowy. Exactly. Mm. And, and so once, once I kind of handled that perspective on it, then I was like, okay, that's fun because that particular character is endeared to me. Mm-hmm. But my like awful like armchair quarterback screenwriter thing kicks in where I'm just like, well, we're encouraged as writers when we're approaching material that ev- even if you don't put in the same amount of like character web work or scene weave work or whatever that you do with your main protagonist and your main antagonist and their like immediate circle, every character should have something resembling an arc from the beginning to the end of their introduction. Uh-huh. Whether that takes place in one scene or that takes place in like bookends where it's just like, you know, a fucking fruit seller that gets a new cart and falls in love by the end. Whatever they need to do after after it gets smashed by a horse or something. I don't know. And like so like but so Tintin for me has no flaws and goes and, and gains he does no have a flaw. Nothing. What's this flaw? What's he, the flaw? He, what is he, it? Um, He's too good at things? He doubts himself at that one point, and then that one has point to and tell it him, takes 15, You said all, all it takes is one scene. You got your one scene teacher. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> Yeah, sometimes an arc can take place in 30 seconds of yes, a drunk that, Scotsman. Literally, that was my thought, face. too. I was like, 
this is out of left field for Haddock to like give him a lesson right now. I was like, where uh, is this coming from? <laughs> yeah, like occasionally he chides him for drinking too much and then uh, enables that drinking to get what he needs. <laughs> nope, that was Snowy. Or Snowy does. That was Snowy. Snowy does. That's just Tintin snowy. did not agree that's with snowy. that. And, but like, I, so when, when you see the redemption arc in Haddock, that's fun. Where mm. he, he becomes a, a like a functioning alcoholic instead of uh-huh. like a yeah. non-functioning alcoholic. Yeah, and it, I know, would agree that yeah, like the main the, the main bad guy is a, after Haddock as well. It's Adventures of Tintin, but it, it does feel like it, this it's is Haddock's Haddock movie. Yeah. which it's again you're like, well, it. now I want two more movies, you know, because like this was a setup for other, you know, like. Tintin should be the main character in Adventures. Yeah, I want to find out like you know like how badly Tintin's dad beat him or something. Yeah. Like so, like so I need like how did how did he already get to the point where he's you gotta like, solve a this, crime or you get yeah. where the are his bell. parents? He is twelve. <laughs> <laughs> you get your way out of this cellar, or I'll kind of come down there and make you wish you did. Like, <laughs> like, like oh. what the fuck? Like he's the Joe Jackson of journalists. Oh parents. no! Oh. <laughs> so like some like some kind of clue into like how he's already achieved some kind of serenity to where he can help Haddock and be the. It's like a reversal where he's the sagely figure in this like kind of Campbell model where like he's the one with the wisdom to provide Haddock and like a rever- role reversal thing. But that mm-hmm. didn't ever fucking happen. <laughs> so yeah, I I mean overall. It was the film enjoyable? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was I also like deeply dissatisfied by some parts of it? Yeah. <laughs> and and some of it also I imagine is lending to and we talked about it in film school with like Errol Morris kind of establishing the model for a crime documentary uh-huh. where like you watch Thin Blue Line and you see all these different like stings and cues and dramatic reenactments that you see on this on the lifetime bullshit and you go like god that's so old hat but he invented the cliche and yep, everybody right. copied it so it's the same kind of thing that I think I get where I have kind of like some Spielberg fatigue narrative wise sometimes where I go like alright here's pirates and puzzles and motherfucking uh-huh. oh, fine you know, like, and so, like, so some of that wore on me a little bit, but then I also found that the pirate parts were my favorite parts. Yeah, yeah they're and really fun. That was like, like the more, like the most narrative that got packed into that little bit was like all of him. I like, finally have not had the thought of I kind of want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean now. I've never had that thought. <laughs> I don't think I've had that thought ever. But when yeah, they were they, when they were fighting, trying to get rid of the fire, I was like, this is straight out of Pirates. I feel like this is a scene that happened in Pirates where they're like trying to stop the explosion from happening by like kicking and also fighting. I feel like that's mm-hmm. so Pirates of the Caribbean. I was like, does this make me want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Just you like a good swashbuckler. My dad also said that the fourth one isn't that bad, and I never saw the fourth one, so... Mm. All so right. you I have did, to have did some you words with your dad. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess I'll stick with the first one. <laughs> yeah, just watch Black Pearl. All right. So I guess, like, final verdict is, like, yes, I enjoyed myself. And I also uh-huh. found, like, some, like, a pretty, like, resoundingly, uh, like, room for improvement in, in, yeah. in, 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 sure. in all, also. Mm-hmm. But, again, like, I'm also trying not to let individual performances say, like, this is a good movie. Because, yeah. like, you know, like, John Hurt has had great performances in very stupid, fucking, dumb, bad movies. And so, like, I can't I can't let myself be enamored by things like that. Uh, and I'm prone to doing that. And so, you know, like, I love Andy. This is one of my favorite Andy Serkis performances now. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's saying something because he's got a lot that are very, very, <laughs> very, very, very noteworthy. And mm-hmm. so, 
um that that said you know like i also understand where there would be room to give tintin that kind of thing, where they were kind of like putting narrative real estate and going like we have two more movies yeah. and we can flesh out tintin's awful child abuse in the <laughs> other two movies i thought and, it'd be a, f- a really funny joke yeah. if like in the in the like the second one if they made some sort of reference to like the fact that he knows too much or like he doesn't age like he actually is like too old or something. <laughs> that seems in line with what they do in this movie. Yeah. He like tries to belly up to a bar and order a scotch and they really give him give him a nice degree going like, We need to see some fucking ID. Uh, I'm Tintin. They'll <laughs> be like, Oh, world famous Tintin and then just yeah. give My him grandfather made you your first old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't Must know him? F- Forty five odd years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's the it's just a shame that, like, two you master films. It still confounds me that Peter Jackson created three of the most popular movies of all time, and he cannot, like, get anything done his way until, no. like, yeah. his docu- World War One documentary, which came <laughs> yes. out last year or the yeah. year before. But yeah. everything he's done since, like, he's fighting the studio system the entire time. And it's like, why, like, Spielberg is like he's proven peter jackson should be proven but yet the two of them working together with a proven set of like script writers couldn't get approved immediately for like a second and third movie to just do what they wanted that it blows my mind that like they wouldn't just give them the opportunity no matter what Mm -hmm. right just trust that they would we're, be able to do it, right? Years yeah. Later, and there might be sequels at some point, which it's it feels like it's too late. I don't see how yeah. you do another one without rebooting the whole thing. Yeah, live well, action. Like, I guess, like, and that's something that crossed my mind. Where like I am, I'm fresh off watching those Lindsay Ellis videos uh, and and watching The Hobbit and going like, okay, so how much studio interference can I attribute to the things that I don't like about this? Uh-huh. And I imagine that in these meetings where they go like, okay, Steven, so we had a, a, a few notes. And he goes, uh, 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 counterpoint, eat my fucking asshole. I'm Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I can't yeah. I can't attribute that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody, nobody bats a thousand, man. You know, like, no. that's that. And but overall, like I said, I did. I did enjoy myself. Uh-huh. It was a good time. Yeah, I'd only seen it once. I really enjoyed it. It's. Yeah. I, I hope at some point. I, I don't know if it's available in 4K. I doubt it. I hope I can because it's just so beautiful. I'd yeah. love to see. I need a to 4K watch it. Of it. I need to. My dad has a 3D TV. I think that's the way it needs to be watched. I need to see it in 3D. If you can again. get a 3D so. Blu-ray of it. <laughs> Watching that crane fight on a big old TV was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun on my 55 inch. I was like, man, I really wish I had it in 4K for this. <laughs> well, and and uh, actually, one thing that I will say um, to the film's credit too is that with the tools of using mocap and and digital stuff and having Spielberg behind it, it's interesting because his take on action um, is uh, imperils people's lives <laughs> a lot of the time, and so him getting to do whatever he wants with like the tank and the hotel. Oh, uh, like yeah. ending up at the, on the beach side, and he ends uh, you know, throws the little third star up yeah. on it because now it's beach. <laughs> it's front. really like you know, uh, like 1930s really serials, just like Indiana yeah. Jones. You know, I think after watching this and after recently watching the Desolation of Smog, like comparing the motorcycle chase to like the barrel riding sequence. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. this movie is so like they're both incredibly silly and goofy and uh, mm-hmm. and like unbelievable. But I just I believe the motorcycle chase so much more because it's so much more grounded and 
in and it's that the movie, more fake thing. Well, and yes. it's that's action, so incredible. It's yeah. action serving the plot. Yeah, and that yeah. is something that is a beat that gets missed in so many movies where it's it's like I always refer to it as like dangling keys in front of a baby and and <laughs> approaching it like that is dumb. You need like I think thought and effort being put into action scenes and even making that like the main crutch on like the stone on which that church is built for your film is yeah. totally fine. But also have a competent writer figure out a way where your cool awesome action scene furthers the fucking plot right and it was all to get the goddamn scroll pieces and so yeah. i believed it and they, there was an intensity and an investment as an audience member going like i want him to get those fucking scrolls instead of right. uh, i want to see him right on that barrel <laughs> instead of like well, they got to get out of there there's <laughs> even like stuff happening in the background of shots mm-hmm. which it's like it's fully fleshed out like there's a joke really early on where someone gets knocked over trying to get to Tintin into the scroll and birds come out of a bird shop and do like the Tweety Bird circle the head joke. Yes. But then when that happens, someone else gets knocked over and the person behind, like there's a guy comes out of the screen behind him to pick up the fallen person and then a bird keeper comes out of the bird shop with a net the net and catches all the birds. Yeah. And it's like that has nothing to do with the plot. Uh-huh. It resolves a joke that didn't even need to be like actually resolved. <laughs> and it's like fully fleshed out. It makes it feel more real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was when the Thompson and Thompson were catching the pickpocket. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Fuck. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I, we normally do a little like a quarantine. How you've been holding up uh, at the beginning? But I think we've all we've all fleshed out our feelings. But we all did enjoy this film. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We came to, we came in together. It's a lot of fun. It is a fun film. I think we would all watch a sequel if it came out. But yeah. Yes, I'd absolutely in yeah. French. Yeah, I'd we watch all. it in French. I would love if it happened in real time. <clears throat> Like the time it elapsed, but Tintin does look exactly the same. Yeah. To harp on the exact same joke I already said, I think that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but Haddock's just got salt and pepper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's been nine years, but Tintin looks exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's snowy too. Snowy yeah. too. <laughs> oh. oh no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, but Andy, how you been? How you been holding up for your 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 court? My my court. Uh, your team court. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, well, you've been you've still been uh, FFing it up. That's pretty much all I've been doing is playing Final Fantasy VII, and mm. uh, I've been watching Community. So Fun. great, 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 great show. It's it's great to rewatch. Like Sammy said, I was about to ask about yeah the rewatch value because yeah. I saw like oh, the first so much four originally. or five season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not because like, like Arrested Development has a lot of rewatch value as far it's as like, like jokes that, that just yeah. fly past you and you're yes. just like fuck on the second or third time you watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like no, Community's community. rewatch is like that. It's just like I don't. Know, it's perfect. I don't even like the just exactly what they're trying to do. Like I watched the um, where it's all about them trying to get the virtual spaceship for the by the, by oh, the in the time KFC and it's spaceship yeah uh-huh. when, and it's literally like a, a move like armageddon like it's literally like a uh-huh. astronaut movie in this one episode and it's just perfect it's so when Abed is looking at the map that, that dean rush puts out and he's just like what's it all what are all these circled it's all just public 
public restrooms. <laughs> it's like, oh, this one with the, the three thumbs up. And he's like, those aren't thumbs. <laughs> I think that that show is great because they always thought they were going to get canceled at the end of their season. So they kind of take the approach of every season of let's lay it all out on the table. Let's just do everything we want to do. Yeah. And <laughs> then over crazy. the summer they would get renewed and they'd be like, okay, well, how do we up it? <laughs> Yeah. All right. It, season two is just every episode I've watched so far is just perfection. Mm-hmm. It's just it's yeah. so good. If I Actually, remember correctly, I think season three is my favorite. But it's been a long time since I've rewatched it. Right. I didn't realize some of my favorite episodes are already like happening in season two. I was like, oh, this got to be like season three or four, and I'm like, these are already popping seen, up. Like, this is have you great. seen the Mock UN? The Mock UN episode has that happened for you yet? Oh, yet, that's no. one of my favorites. Oh. Uh, Holy so fucking shit! I, I don't remember quote that, one. that all the time. <laughs> Gillian and Anderson, or, or, or Gillian Jacobs, uh-huh. and fucking Ken Jong's uh, chemistry in that particular episode is so good. Uh-huh. They just need each other so bad. As <laughs> him as a security guard and her as an awful like hippie protester person. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sammy did actually remind me of something else that I did. Wa- the only other thing that I did watch uh, over this last week that I would like to talk about, and right. uh, I was, I'm wondering have have any of you guys seen? The uh, Armageddon commentary that Ben Affleck does. I know about it. I've watched no. clips of it on YouTube. I've not actually watched the whole thing all the way through, but I know about um, no. the bits that get talked about. It is. I'm not cognizant of this. It is it's hysterical. Uh-huh. He is. Oh. He is very angry. He does not oh. give a shit. He doesn't want to be there. Nobody liked being in that movie because Michael Bay didn't know what he was doing. And basically, wow. he just sits. He does this commentary. I don't know why they asked him to do it, but he sits there and he picks apart the plot the entire it's time. It's so good. And and oh. one of the a couple of the stories. So like, uh, apparently on set, Ben Affleck was like looking at them film the this one scene, and he walks over to Michael Bay and he goes, "Michael, why would NASA train yep. drillers?" To be astronauts instead of the teaching astronauts, astronauts to, to be, be drillers. drillers. <laughs> and Michael Bay's response was, Ben, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up right now. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't and so need then ben, this. Ben Affleck goes on for like 15 minutes on how stupid of an idea that is. <laughs> that bit is Amazing. on YouTube. And that's I've seen that bit the most. Yeah, oh, it is. It awesome. is probably the most quoted part of that commentary. I'm I'm looking that up right now. <laughs> Steve, uh, I can have a little after party and watch this. Uh-huh. Steve Buscemi read the script, and in the original script, his character was like a heroic, like good person, and he was like, "I don't usually get to play those. I always am like this scumbag sleazeball." And he was like, "I'll do it. I'll do it." And then after he agreed to do it, they rewrote his character to be a sleazeball, and he's like, "Oh." Uh. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, it was like the third thing that came up when I looked up Ben Affleck. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce Willis was in that movie. It was a contract movie for him. He wanted to sure. be in something oh, else, but oh. he was under contracts. What a treat to work on one of those fucking movies with Bruce Willis. Yeah, pour, I'd pour one out for fucking Kevin Smith. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, that would be my recommendation. Is that is a very fun watch. Is the Ben Affleck commentary for Armageddon. Great. Is that the whole thing available somewhere? Yes. Or do I have to purchase Armageddon to do this? Uh, I found uh, I found it completely on YouTube in different clips. Okay. And okay. it's I'll, funny. I'll, I'll hunt. It's funny because they, uh, like Michael Bay recorded parts two, and they cut it together, but they are not in the same room. There's no way no. they're in the same room. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's very funny. 
That's I great. Can't wait. Yeah. Good recommendation. <laughs> uh, Raymond, uh, how have you been keeping from bashing your head into the wall? Uh, it's okay. Unless, unless you uh, have done that. Unless you have been doing that, in which case I have. I have mockingly, but I haven't actually done it for real. Uh, it's uh, work stressful. I sure. uh, have to cut hours every day on my own work, and then have to ensure that all my teenage kids are also doing jobs as fast as possible and then leaving so we still get to have a job so mm. that's uh it's really fun uh, empowering a 17 year old to actually work and they don't want to <laughs> doing a good fight out there <laughs> yeah um and my uh my birthday is in like a week so i've been trying to plan like i took next my birthday is next friday and so i took the saturday off so i have friday and saturday so i've been trying to plan to do like some sort of watch, like watch something, do do something fun. Right now, I haven't I haven't gotten that far, but uh, yeah, I've been not not doing a whole lot uh, otherwise. I uh, we've been watching Silicon Valley still. Mm-hmm. Um, we there's been a bunch of nights where we haven't been able to to make it work. We we watch it, so it, it's been a little bit slow going towards the end. But we are mm-hmm. in over we are halfway through season five, and season six is the final season. And it's still, I, I finally got through, season five is the season that starts without T.J. Miller. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's still, it's really good still. And the jokes are really funny. Uh, it, it becomes kind of funny how they deal with T.J. Miller being gone, but it's, it's less harsh than I remember, where it's like the plot line is that they can't prove whether or not he's died because he disappeared off to Tibet. <laughs> So it's, it's like he left Tibet in the last season and then they just leave him there. But like the plot is that like someone's trying to prove he's dead and they can't, but that's the whole like extent of his character even being mentioned. So that's <laughs> considering he went off the deep end and went to, to he left the show to do the emoji movie. It's uh it's more Ooh, than the and so basically it. said he said fuck those guys basically when he did it. So gonna, they, I'm gonna bet on this pony. They they did. Uh, I'm, gonna ha- I'm hanging out with Patrick fucking Stewart. What are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm sure he got to hang out with Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, they, they were never within a mile of each other. No. <laughs> they, they did him better than he did them. We'll say that. And then uh, in between doing that, I uh, yesterday I started watching Middle Ditch and Swartz. Oh. So that was uh, I watched the first two yesterday, so and it was really funny because I was watching it through while my girlfriend was working so every time she came out to take one of her breaks from her quote-unquote office in her other bedroom uh she would come out and watch like 10 minutes of it and be like what's happening and then she would either figure it out or she'd laugh the whole time anyway without even knowing the full setup and it's yeah the the first middle ditch and swartz episode is so good and i can it's, see why they picked that to be the first it, how it, it how it all fits together at the end is just uh, unbelievable it's, like <laughs> it's it's perfect yes. um improv comedy yeah. where like the second one is funny and i'm excited i think it's four right three there's three there's three mm-hmm. i'm excited to see that third one yeah. but um uh, yeah, they they pick the the first one is like everything goes right for them in the moment, and that's like it's fun to see. Yes, it's a it was my, it's my favorite kind of improv comedy where like I really like comedy. I like all forms of comedy. I like comedic movies, stand up. You know, uh, whose line is great? Uh, sketch, you know, sketch and improv. But it's it's hard to do improv right because so much of the time it becomes the performers like insisting on things are real or in the moment and uh, that makes mm-hmm. it not fun to watch 
maybe it's more fun for them, but it's, it's, it's less fun to watch if they're like insisting on things being like this as close to real as they can get or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really like in middle ditch and Schwartz, they're like, they're not afraid to take a moment to laugh at something insane. They just said, or yes. like yeah. they're making themselves laugh or mm-hmm. they, like they do, a, they, they're essentially talking to each other and the audience at the same time, tagging up their own joke. Oh, it's great which, when they like, can't remember a name. They're like, what uh-huh. name was that again? <laughs> they're like, who knows? I think there's, like a whole, <laughs> there's a whole like three minute bit where like, I think you already have a name. And they're just yeah. like they work it into the scene, but there's constantly like, who? What is my name? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's only there's such isolated things that you can even like reiterate from something like an improv, uh-huh. where like that word of mouth thing is so prevalent in pop culture. Where like mm-hmm. Maria Bamford makes fun of it on uh, Lady Dynamite, where like she it's you know when it shifts back to her in Duluth or whatever and it's, so she's like working in an office and like the funny guy at the office is the guy that can do like the most Jim Carrey quotes uh-huh. and so they're like oh Maria you like you do your comedy right and then she does like one of her bits or whatever about like how she has anxiety about like invasive thoughts about like killing her parents and chopping them up <laughs> and how she like tries to get them to stop and they're all just like oh cool <laughs> <laughs> funny i love that shit um but yeah that where improv is such a hard thing yeah to like tr- like there's like only maybe like one or two things that stand out as the, like improv bits that you can really reiterate like one was like the the dan Harmon murder mystery um, oh, yeah. that he came out with paula tompkins mm-hmm. like, well why don't we send for the police it's like well they we we they can't come because it's it's uh it's, sto- it's storming outside <laughs> are these police cars made out of sugar sir that's like the one joke you can probably get out of 45 minutes of me like rolling fucking laughing but like quotable shit like hangover quotes that if you can't put Mm -hmm. it on a fucking t-shirt then like Mm -hmm. it's really tough to sell Mm -hmm. that like 10 pole comedy thing Mm -hmm. and and also where the comedy does not translate culturally very well Mm -hmm. you know like it, it has to be like really physically or like contextually based you know, like universal truth kind of comedy or whatever, but like it's so nuanced from culture to culture. Where like you know, even like British culture doesn't have like a super great batting average with Americans as far as like mm. their brand of comedy. You know, it's like there are a considerable number of people that I think enjoy British comedy and uh, that are stateside. But you know, as far as like the average bear, you know, like you couldn't do something like The Trip with like Rob Brydon and right. Steve Coogan and expect that to do well. Uh, box office wise in america like you could certainly bank on you know your fucking paul rudds and your you know your judd Mm -hmm. apatow vehicles or whatever like yeah you can put your you know your your pony on that cart Uh but yeah yeah yeah, comedy especially improv you know um, yeah there's a there's a movie uh that me and uh our mutual friend Corey saw four years ago now in theaters it's called don't think twice and it's a movie about improv comedy that's from Mike Birbiglia and oh, uh, Keegan Michael Key, no, and I think Jillian yeah. J- Jacobs is in it. It's 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 a good movie, but the problem is it's it's a movie about like growing up and like admitting that like you might have fun at doing something, but you're not necessarily good at it, or you'll never yes. be successful. So it's a movie about like. A, a comedian like achi- like achieving or not achieving their dreams but the improv comedy in it is not funny 
and it, like even when it's Ooh. supposed to be funny, it's not. It's because they don't know how to you you don't know how to script and like even if they were doing it improv on the set, it's not funny. It doesn't translate. So it's even more mm-hmm. of a an accomplishment that these four three fifty minute specials are like really funny. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just like yeah, there's nothing super cool like I there's nothing super quotable about it that from what I've seen other than like I remember more like the reactions I have to watching them do something. Like I think I mentioned to you guys and and Corey that there's there's a moment in the first one where uh, ben Schwartz realizes that Thomas Middleditch is like starting to go down the route of explaining Batman's origin story, mm-hmm. and like the look on Ben Schwartz's face is like he lights up as like he realizes what's happening. Yeah, is great. I, I'll remember like the joy of that. And there's like a there's a, a moment from the very beginning of the second one where the setup like they're uh, they're talking to a couple trying to set up what the plot is going to be, mm-hmm. and the the woman keeps saying that like her sons like magic and Ben Schwartz keeps imagining that it's magic. The art of, you know, uh, illusions. Whereas Thomas Middleditch immediately understands they're talking about the card game. And yeah. so they, and then like Jesus. the husband's like, no, I, I teach magic to the kids and they have to go through a whole thing where like they explain to Ben Schwartz, what like is happening with magic. <laughs> and then they, they play that out into their sketch where towards the end, they bring out like, they're bringing up like references to magic and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff off the top of their head <laughs> in the middle of a improv scene that has to do with aliens and lawyers. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited to see the third one. So the third one's it's, good. Uh, the third one's it's good. really, it's really fun. And it's a, uh, it's not a kind of comedy you get to see a lot of recorded. Yeah. And it's just, again, it just was so impressive to me that they can just talk to somebody for two minutes about some stuff and then uh-huh. just do an hour long state like co- comedy sketch uh-huh. thing from it. It just blows me away how how talented it, they have to be to do that. It threw me <laughs> off the first time in the first special where they are they're talking in character and then one person leaves the scene and the other person just assumes the role that they were just in. Yes, yes, that like, takes oh, a little bit to yeah. Uh-huh. Cuz I understood it like almost immediately what was happening but I was like, "Oh, I didn't like that's impressive that yeah. they're going to keep on mm-hmm. with like they're going to have to remember this character." Which comes back in the second one when Thomas Middleditch invents a German accent for a character, and Ben Schwartz doesn't like doesn't know what accent it actually is supposed to be, so he changes it entirely. Just wait until the, Thomas... the third one there, that what? comes into play more where they're switching characters and like, the... they switch a little too much and they get confused. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Middleditch switches back to the character and puts on even more of a German accent, and Ben Schwartz is like, "Oh, you're German." He's like, "Yeah, I guess uh, some people have a hard time picking up on that." <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But yeah, that's, that's yeah. been really enjoyable. So that's that's mostly what I've been doing. Nice. Oh boy. No, oh, um, I haven't been watching too terribly much. Um, I actually got like some Amazon hulls that finally arrived, um, Ooh, a- including yeah. some uh, flow aid and uh, a bunch of paints. It was like fifty paints that I got. Wow. Um, so I've been uh, airbrushing models a bunch. Um, like so I've like like supermodels. TJ? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Body art mainly. Um, yeah, I, it's it's really. Well, you start tough. that OnlyFans. <laughs> well, getting getting acrylic off of areolas is harder than you might give me credit for. <laughs> You're right. I don't give you much credit for that. No. And I deserve I some fucking for. recognition for my art. It's in the name. 
but uh, so I have like the set of like 29 models that I've been working on um, and generally just kind of playing a lot of Skyrim. Nice. Um, but uh, I have been uh, reading. I'm, I got to keep up with the Roderick League. Ooh, um, yeah. You can't wait. Was, you yeah. can't After win. last week, I was like, oh, I should start reading. And then I didn't pick up a book one time in the last week. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm like halfway. I'm halfway through Dune. Oof. Right now. Well, that's an that's, accomplishment in itself. That's on my list. I gotta wait for it to show up uh, from the library for me. That that will be. On I me. just wanted to get through it before I get to see the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny looking up when I see characters being introduced in the book. I'll go on the IMDb after I read the chapter, and I already have like a vision in my head of like what they look like. Yeah. And then going back and looking like so. That's fucking Dave Batista. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh, interesting. Oh, TJ. We're not going to ever see a new movie ever again. What are you talking That's, about? Yeah. Oh, I keep, we'll I just keep see stills. <laughs> I'm just a starry-eyed summer child. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's the main the main the main thing that's uh, been keeping me busy. Nice doing that stuff. But now I'm gonna be digging into this fucking Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> you got something to look forward to. Sounds, this sounds fucking brilliant. Please do. Oh man, I, that that is a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing a testimony uh, from people that had to show up to work every day to do something that they really didn't want to do for like six months. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. It's so Great. funny that they released it. They're just like, well, we got him. We paid him for it. Yeah. We got to put it out. You know? Well, I wonder if that's the origin of, like, the views expressed in the commentaries don't nope. reflect the views of the studio. <laughs> that's Sean Connery. Oh, For detail. admitting to uh, beating women. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's when they said that's... that they did agree with him, right? Is that what it specifically time, said? And then the backlash, <laughs> specifically led by uh, Barbara Walters Uh-oh. in the 90s. Did you ever see that fucking interview where he's got a ponytail and they're talking on the beach? Yeah. And she was like, she's like, ah, oh, so you said that uh, you felt that it was okay to beat women. Do you still feel that way? Like, yes, of course. <laughs> you know, sometimes women want you to give them the last word and you got to give it to them. It's like, what the fuck am I watching? I was alive. <laughs> I was alive when this interview happened. Uh. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, he said that all over the James Bond commentaries that they asked him to do for laser discs. So that's what the, that's what happened there. Yikes. Well, I think he had the pony because he was doing uh, the press junkets for the Medicine Man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that was about. Jesus fucking <laughs> what a fucking asshole. <laughs> My second favorite, well, third favorite Bond, and actually, I I forgot. I like after we we kind of derailed uh, our 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 quest. We were so close. We uh, we gave it the old college try. I mean, a lot of them very much got in the way. A lot of them are on Netflix. We could we could start it back up. We could finish the journey. We We could bring the ring to Mordor. (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty close, honestly. We're pretty close. We have we have the second two Pierce Brosnans, and then just rewatching the Daniel Craig's. Yeah. yeah. We were we close. Could, we, we could made do it so it. far. We could do man. it. Oh, man. We should. Oh, that'd be, that'd be good. But uh, what's, what's your order? My um, I think Timothy Dalton is my favorite Bond, personally. But Ooh. I'm also... I just, like him quite a I'm, bit. I'm contrarian. Uh-huh. Uh, for me, yeah, it goes him, Roger Moore, um, Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's oh. the Bond? <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck? <laughs> he's on, he's no, the top. I get, I, 
Daniel Craig, I guess, would be uh, three for me. It, yeah, it'd, it'd go, uh, yeah, Timothy Dalton. We'll do top three. Uh, so, like, yeah, t- uh, Timothy Dalton, uh, Roger Moore, uh, Daniel Craig. I think mine's Daniel Craig, Roger Moore, and then probably Sean Connery, yeah. George Lazy. You're going to leave out my boy T. Dalt? <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah. seen those enough to really have an oh, effect I'm, on I like I've only seen any, all of those once, and he's my number one. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm with Sammy. I have the same three as Sammy. Mm. Okay. I think mine is, mine is Daniel Craig as well, and then wow. Roger Moore, and then Timothy Dalton. Just because there's more. It's hard to it's hard to base it off of two movies for Timothy Dalton. Yeah. And we're just yeah. all if assuming that if George Lazenby had more, he would be all of our number ones. But because right. he's only had one. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, you know, that movie is just really good. It's yeah. not, you know, that's a great it's Bond not, movie. His, he's yeah. just not the good part. On no of account of him. It's it's yeah. mainly Diana Riggs' back hurt after that movie from yeah. carrying <laughs> that production. Yeah. yeah. But my favorite Bond girl. Mm. Yeah, hell yeah. Great. The best. She got she got played the worst yeah. out of any Bond girl yeah. in history. <laughs> Plenty yeah. of tools survived. Yeah, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't even have a name dumb enough for me to criticize and remember and mockingly <laughs> reverbalize on this podcast. Now <laughs> I don't remember her character's name. <laughs> Diana Rick. Me neither. No, I don't either. Yeah, Di- Diana Rick. Yeah, that's her <laughs> character's name. She's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she didn't have a name that was a dick joke, so she didn't get to live. Right. Mm. <laughs> it's like being a red shirt in the Star Trek universe. Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh shit! All right. Same well, you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, I I only got I, I'm I'm in the middle of too many things to want to like officially talk about them because I am reading and i'm halfway through world war z you haven't finished bosch oh i did finish bosch yes that was i was was getting to that the only thing that i have finished is bosch so i'm halfway through world war z um and that's the thing that mark hamill is in the audiobook for the audiobook for that is insane it's incredible there's so many things simon pegg's in it martin scorsese shows up like it's insane (laughs) it's crazy so that's i'm enjoying that but my uh, one of the rules that the Rodericks have is that you can only listen to fifty percent of the audiobook. You have to read at least half of it. So oh, I, I feel is... like I'm missing out on a couple okay. of good voices. So... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So are you just <laughs> muting left or right channel? <laughs> Financially. <Yeah, no. laughs> Financially speaking, mm. like that means that you have to sink money into buying the ebook and the audiobook. Well, uh, libraries. Why would you do buy anything? Libraries. What exist. fucking yeah, yeah. What <laughs> mythical dream world parallel dimension better timeline are you living in where libraries are fucking available for your viewing? Digital. Right what do you? I mean, what world do you oh, live okay. in where you're not using oh, digital boy. library? <laughs> oh, I do. I use my Hoopla. I use it. Oh yeah, Hoopla's great for audiobooks. Yeah, it's uh, great. But, uh, Libby's have, the way to go. Have, do you have an Audible account? I, I used to, but I don't. Kenzie has it. just started hers up again, but I, I don't know. Okay. What do you use? I use uh, the library. So it's Libby is the account that the library uses. And then you can just Libby. look up and put everything they have, that you want. They have a lot of good shit? Oh, yeah. Everything do you have that, to pay for anything? No. It's a library. Well, it's a library. Well, I don't know. They could, they I could work have there a profit a margin now. I know all of the ins and outs of Welcome, okay. Welcome to Never Seen Any of This, where we are discovering how libraries work. <laughs> listen. Listen. You can stream movies for free through several of their resources that they often have. Yeah. So there's well, also who, that. 
So that, Hoopla, that's... like I've mentioned on several podcasts, I'm familiar <laughs> with this particular practice. Thank you very fucking yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll I think plug, the first uh, thing I screeched about libraries. on this podcast was libraries. Please still use <laughs> your I libraries remember. even if it's digital. Please and thank you. <laughs> so they all, uh, yeah, so then I started I, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, but I, I'm nowhere near far enough to talk about that, but I've started that. And then, yeah, the, the one thing I did finish was Bosch, which I like raced. My though, man. It was, it was great. I will say that it has, like, a lot of the cliches of a first detective novel, but it's also, like, it came out, what, the 70s, didn't it? 90, 92. Oh, I thought it was it came out in the 70s, but it, take, it takes... <laughs> but it's, the character is supposed to be, like, he was in Vietnam, so he's that age. Okay, so that's what made me and think that it... But... Michael Connolly, the writer, was a crime reporter in L.A., so he brings in a lot of, like... 90s things that he witnessed like the la riots he brings mm. up like six times in the books yeah it's like i'm 15 books later and he just brought it up again Good. for a different case <laughs> but yeah it's like it's a classic like he starts in on a case and he's like you're too into this you got to get off this case and then it's like the fbi comes in they're like we want him on this case and the fbi is like a hot girl and he's got to work with this hot girl and i was like i feel like i've seen this a couple times i yeah. know where this is going but it was it's, still it's not that it's it's not that it's breaking new ground. No, but it's, it's that they I can't are incredibly it, well done. I can't put it down. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, this is a cliche, but I'm like, I just can't. I gotta keep reading. It's just mm-hmm. that I want to know what happens next, and just the urgency that it writes, the way he writes. I'm like, I can't. I can't put it down. So yeah, I'll have I to really, make a drop really off of like the next three books. <laughs> you will. You will have to. Yeah. It is funny sometimes with like those pulpier, older novels where they're like, it's obviously an exercise in vanity for the author who's like trying to make it okay that he's like a creepy old man that's like preying on like younger women where like he, what he really wants to like it's it, like the age gap thing that always that happens in a lot of movies anyway just by virtue of the fact that they want to keep bankrolling actors that they've already invested yeah like roger moore that pe- <laughs> well it, 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 exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that that is yeah. that at the fucking lunatic fringe of when you should be allowed to do that but yes that's ex- or you know something got to give or whatever yeah you know and uh but you know yeah you know what they really want to write is just like man you know the, the detective was so glad that he finally got to test polydent and eating pussy and it's just <laughs> like ah oh, jesus fucking this is nobody wants this you're the only one that wants this you're the only one that's cool with this i don't this like that you just read. attributed this to one of my favorite books <laughs> it doesn't but it doesn't right. happen in Bosch. i'm that saying the bad man <laughs> the bad man who would write that bosh no. <laughs> <laughs> michael connelly does not do you're that. right that is it's very much that and fantasy's got the same sort of problem. yeah yeah yeah, that's yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's all I've got to still watching Community, but I have to watch it in vicinity of Kenzie just to try to convince her to sit down and watch an episode. <laughs> so I won't watch it when she's not here because I want her to like a bit. She will at every time so far. Will eventually sit down and start watching, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that's Did you slower see? with it's Community. The, but... It's Reese's Pieces to ET. Yeah, yeah exactly. Today, <laughs> they announced today that they're doing a live read of a mm-hmm. of like a script with Donald Glover. He's agreed to it, probably because he doesn't have to leave his house. Yeah, know, but yeah. The, the hope is they keep doing this kind of stuff. The, the hype keeps building. Maybe Netflix will give them that movie. Give them six, six seasons in a movie. I got it. Come on, got it. Come on. Pray. All right, that's all fulfill I got. The, fulfill the prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then the end times can finally begin. Yeah. <laughs> the community gets the movie. <laughs> I love. That, that's the seventh I just seal. Say, <laughs> as a tangent, I love so much that the six seasons in a movie – it's become like the calling card of fans who want to bring back 
community when the scene it's referencing is for the cape yeah (laughs) a series i loved very much even though it is incredibly bad (laughs) about a cape that's this actual superhero that empowers a man to become like that's the superpower is the cape is like a magic cape (laughs) jesus christ great show i'll probably go watch some episodes of that All right. Well, oh, if anyone oh, out boys. there wants to contact us on uh, the the terrible hellscape that is Twitter.com. Where it's uh, all Elon Musk and Grimes right now. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> they, could, uh, they, could, they could find us at NSAOTpod. That's correct. And uh, if you want to send us an email to tell us all your thoughts and all your deepest, darkest secrets, you can send us an email to neverseenanyofthispod at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Check yep. out our Facebook page. Check out our Letterboxd accounts. Except for TJ, yeah. you can check out his OnlyFans. <laughs> right. Yeah. You might and... want to check his model hub. Well, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to invest more of my energy into my Fiverr account. So oh. it, it's not necessarily adult services. It's just like, you know, a little Anything. message. Like, hey, how you doing? Hmm? You know, that's, that's you know. Some Do you want a figure like painted? That. Do you want feet pics? That's, <laughs> that's not where I thought you were going when you said non-adult content i got really <laughs> scared there for a second oh, oh wow no thank, no thank no, god no. we didn't go big there yikes. No, no. yikes yeah big uh, woof uh okay <laughs> oh is that where you're going no like big no that's that's an exact that's an exasperated woof like <laughs> woof. but it's not off the table <laughs> The big wolf is not off the table. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're all going. We all need to go to bed. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough I, I, big wolfing for is today. So fucking ex- executive order here. Yeah. So that uh, was our if, Tim Tam episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you're with us, continue to be with us. We'll be back next week with another episode of Never Seen Any of This. But until then, we'll give you a hearty bye. 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 Tom Tom. <laughs>